0: Hey, Redline Radio listeners, you can find us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Yeah, as
1: bad as it gets. As bad as it gets on defense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, White Sox, Dave, anything before we start taking some guys in here?
2: Nah, I think you nailed it. Um The front seven stinks on defense, aside from Roquan, who hasn't been all that great. I thought Eddie Jackson was fucking brutal on two goal-line touchdowns. He, like, wanted nothing to do with contact because he's a soft bitch. Aside from that.
1: He has been much more physical in
2: the run game this year. Did you? I will pull up the two touchdowns and lay down and let them rub his belly.
1: Come on. But then I could find other plays where he's
2: sticking his face mask in there. You can't say he's not. I mean, He's the whole better, I guess, but that I thought he was—he was pretty much dog shit today. And that interception, love it, the interception he had was—it was—it was a. I don't know what Dak was thinking. It wasn't like he made some awesome play. He didn't move, and the ball was just thrown right to him. I mean, great, awesome, but I thought he was brutal. Uh, but like Ed said, like I don't give a shit about it, most of it because everything that, like, m- how many balls today? I know Jones had one, uh, that were just put, just dimes by fields that that were dropped or.
0: Oh, or, dude, I, and that's that, that's definitely another. That's that, that's good point, dude. That's another point of conversation here before we take some some. And they're downfield here. passes too. Yeah, and I, I was. I watched the game. I watched the game with a Notre Dame buddy of mine, Chief. I don't like, and, and that wasn't the easiest catch for Equinemius, but yeah. it's just like. <laughs> Give you, us something, man. Like, yeah, what? you're you're
1: uh, you're totally right. I think, but it's like I think St. Brown is an NFL wide receiver. I just think he's like a four, and they're using him as effectively like a two. So it's just like they're asking too much. I assume you're talking about the the first jump ball.
0: Yeah, and it, it was it was a penalty anyway, so it would have been yeah. Hated, but, but but still, it's just we're seeing live reps here, you know.
1: Yeah, and you you would expect. You know, one of your, you would expect guys to come back and make a play on that ball. Like the receiver always has the advantage there. You want him to make a play on that ball. And you, I feel like I, I flip on other games and I see guys making those plays for other quarterbacks. Yep. All the time. Like other teams just make offense look easier. And, uh, and yeah, so you, you want him to make that play. You want Valus Jones to catch that one. I mean, that, those are two big plays that, uh, you know, you would, you would hope that it, in the future, they'll be able to get some because they don't really have a jump ball guy. I do, I, I've been a little bit pleasantly surprised by uh, by Harry. I think he he kind of looks the part a little bit too. So maybe like he's your four. Um, but if if you need a red zone target or or a, or a jump ball guy, I feel like he might be a, a better solution as the year goes along than uh, than St. Brown or Jones or. Any of the other guys they've been trotting out besides Mooney.
0: Were you like now coming out? Did you like him a lot coming out under Notre Dame?
1: Loved him. So, like, that was, um, he had a big, I can't remember if it was his sophomore or junior year, but it was like him and Kaiser and they were awesome together. And he looked like he was going to be, you know, like a, I don't know, I don't know where he eventually went, but like a third round pick. And then Kaiser left early. And Notre Dame basically had no quarterback and no office. I can't even remember who played quarterback the year after Kaiser left. But they sucked. Um, it might have been like Ian Book played half the year. But it was basically like, well, they don't have anybody who can get St. Brown the ball. So then he his last year at Notre Dame, he was kind of just whatever. But it was more of a function of the offense. And I, when he landed in Green Bay, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to make him awesome because he – his, his year with Kaiser at Notre Dame, he was a big-time difference maker. I thought he'd be a better pro uh, than what he's shown.
0: Interesting, because I don't remember him being like Michael Floyd, but, you know. Uh...
1: No, but he had that one year. Do you remember – I'm trying to remember the exact they, – they opened up the year against Texas, and they lost at home. And I think – but, like, that was – I want to say that was the year where he had, like, a big touchdown play in that game. And he, he was a force. He was a force at that level with when he had a good college quarterback, and Kaiser was a good college quarterback. But, yeah, I thought I thought he'd be similar to his brother, uh, Ra, who was over mm-hmm. at Detroit. And uh, he went. Yeah, that kid went to USC. It was almost kind of the opposite where he never, at least to my memory, was not like this superstar guy in college because they had a revolving door of quarterbacks and their own struggles at SC. And then he came in the league and he's a stud. I, I was really expecting – Uh, ESQ to be the same thing.
0: Yeah, I hear you.
1: Hey, Redline Radio listeners, we're going to take a quick break to hear a message from one of our sponsors.
2: Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone plus spring decor gifts and all kinds of deliciousness rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom rack store. What will you find?
1: All right, now back to the episode.
0: Well, all right, let's open it up here to callers here. Let's take it to Ed right now. All right, Ed, you are the speaker. You're connecting as soon as you're connecting, just as soon as you're connected, just make sure you're off mute. You'll be good to go. Ed, you're live. Thanks, Eddie. Uh,
2: field's great today. Um, you know, I test. he's definitely passing that. um, I think the defense, like you said, front seven it's really tough. Uh, I don't know. do you guys get nervous with the um that much cap space? would you rather have cap space or uh, draft picks? i'll I'll leave it at that.
0: Thanks, Ed. appreciate it. Um, i I think I'd rather have cap space. I think it's better to sign proven players rather than draft people. I mean, especially, Hey, we don't know where we're at. We're we're staring down Ryan Poles, and we're looking at this third rounder, and every passing week, um, we dislike him more and more. I would say, is that fair? <laughs> yeah. I mean, holy shit, man! I don't know what, and it, and it's early. It's early, but Velas Jones Jr. is just—he's—he's he, he's just do, he's, he's doing no favors, man. Yeah. And I don't. And, and like, if there's a time to make mistakes, it's now. Same thing with that Fields play, on the way back. If you're going to make that leapfrog and not put a single finger on him, we want him to do that in year two rather than when things matter. Hopefully in year four. Yeah. But at the same time, um, it's just it's just ugly. But I, I it's cap space. I would say that's my answer. Do you have a different answer, Ryan?
1: No, I, I think I think cast base, just because it's like, hey, like, we know these guys are good and you you'll the only thing is like injury history or whatever, like you would, in in theory, like we have tape on these guys performing in the NFL, which you can never say about draft picks. They're always a little bit of a lottery pick. The Velas Jones thing, it's like I understand you need to draft a wide receiver probably in that spot since you didn't take one in the second round. And I don't know what else was there, but man taking a guy who's 25 i think he did what four years at sc then he played at tennessee as a grad transfer like it's almost it's almost like if you're drafting a guy who's 24 it's because at least in theory he's been passed over in three previous drafts where he where he could have been declaring an eligible so it's just like look like i don't know if you can take one of your first picks and put it put it on uh on a special team gadget guy. So that one's tough, but I think Braxton Jones in the fifth round is pretty good. I, I don't want to like kill polls beca- because of he, he missed a pick. Everybody misses picks. That one just looks
0: real bad right now. Yeah. And listen, there are positive elements. Like he has been strong in this scheme. Like that play has worked many times. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they've also used Justin Fields in it as well. So um, I don't know, but that's also, you'd want reverse. You'd want, You'd want him to catch the ball on, uh, you know, just simple route running and just simple punt returns rather than uh, a, a scheme not work. But, um, alas, we it is what it is. Uh, but let's go to Kyle here. Kyle, you're uh, you're connecting, and as soon as you're good uh, to go, you can speak. You're good, Kyle.
2: Hey, Ed, uh, just looking after today, for me it feels like when Khalil Herbert's in the backfield, everything is just – wide open way better and what uh chief said about and keel harry and equanimous st brown if we move harry out to the outside it feels like we could kind of get mooney moved around a little bit but everything recently with herbert it feels like he's just the offense is just way better when he's in i love montgomery give him his end zone touches but when herbert's in we got to we got to get going on
0: offense here lately. Thanks, Kyle. Um, Yeah. Herbert's been a nice fucking different, a different spice to add to the offense. That's for sure. And he, it seems like he's been getting to the end zone more than Montgomery, I believe. So he's been getting more of the red zone carries. I I think so. Someone double check me on that if I'm wrong.
3: Um,
0: But uh, he's great at redirecting, redirecting runs. And, I it's just they, they do bring they do both bring different components. So I don't mind the split sh- the 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 split with the with the two of them. And it is kind of what the whole NFL is doing. Like you look around the league, like it's it's weird. Like things just change and pretty much everyone's using two running backs now. And uh I, I'm to be honest, I'm fine with it. Like who if you look at teams like like Tampa Bra Tampa Bay is pretty solid with Fournette and uh it seems like Seattle's been pretty solid since uh, what Penny went down. That they're going with Kenneth. What? There. Besides that, it's mostly two running back teams. So, um, yeah, I'm those cool Belkow managing it. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, like the days of Larry Johnson getting twenty five carries. It's just not going to happen anymore. And I never like when I look at who's in the backfield. I've never had the thought being like, I wish it was the other guy in this scenario. It's just like to me, they're. They're just so interchangeable. They both get yards after contact. They're both just very solid, good NFL running backs. So, I yeah, it, I, yeah I don't it, know. I don't know like, if I have Have you noticed what that guy's saying. Like the offense looks better with Herbert.
0: I think it's just different strengths. So, Chief, if there's a play where there looks a little bit like there's a little bit more space, like I think it's like oh, I wish I wish Herbert had that run because he, he yeah he's got a little bit more burst. If there's a play where there's not much to be had. It's like, oh, I wish Monty had that one because he's better, you know, getting a little extra out of nothing. So I totally. understand, but that's. Unfortunately I guess I'm just thinking like pre
1: pre snap, like pre snap. It's like, well, we'll see what they have, and then I don't know. I, I just I guess my point is I trust both guys.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. I agree. Um, let's go to Dan. Uh, Dan, you are um, you're in, Dan. You're live.
3: Hey, boys, can you hear me? Yep. Hey, yeah, awesome. we can hear you, there. Yeah, I just want to echo what Eddie was saying at the top. Um, I don't really feel as, like, mad or angry or sad from this game. Um, I saw flashes of really good things from the offense. You know, Justin Fields in the design run. Uh, you know, obviously, Khalil Herbert smashing through the cu- that tough Cowboys defense. And, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the wide receivers are a problem. You know, Velik should have been cut yesterday. Uh, But Cole got his first, you know, touchdown, which is good. Um, I think all in all, like I'm seeing some bright spots, you know, defense has been tough. Um, That was a tough one for today. Got gashed by that run. Tony Pollard had his way, but I don't know. I kind of see this as a light at the end of the tunnel game. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but uh, just one of those things for Ryan Poles to figure out, you know, with the personnel, but I'm seeing some good things. You know, I'm I'm feeling, feeling a little bit positive. I don't know. What do you guys think? Thanks, Dan.
0: Yeah, no, no, definitely. It's not. It's not doom and gloom. Uh, it sucks when you give up fifty points, um, but at the same thing, like I said I, in my post game video, like it's also weird to see the Bears score thirty. So it is kind of a mind fuck for sure. Um, I don't. And Chief, obviously, it is hyperbole. You don't want to cut Felix Jones. Am I, am, I, am I correct there? Yeah, I mean that, that's early, but
1: it is also. Like, you drafted him to be a punt returner, largely, or at least be an impact player in special teams. And if you have to put Pettis back there because you can't trust the guy you drafted to do that job, well, then I don't know how I, – I could see the, the wide receiver depth chart next year if they add a couple pieces being like, hey, like, this guy is just not it. And uh, and moving on. So, I like, I, I'm not – if they cut him, I wouldn't be like, what are you doing? Because it's like if you're not bringing that special teams value – you're not bringing value. We're talking about a couple jet sweeps a game. So um, yeah, but certainly,
0: care. certainly, you need to have a little patience with a rookie. It's a totally in. yeah. So yeah, I, I wouldn't, you know. I wouldn't
1: advocate for it, but I'm, I wouldn't be like upset if they did
2: cut him. All right, let's go to Alex. Beating him the ball just like they should be forcing the ball downfield on on occasion with Fields. Like he's a third round pick. It's not some undrafted guy. That's a you know that's. That's big-time capital right there that you don't want want to just blow. So, I'd be – like, I hate that – like, I know he dropped punts multiple and blew a couple games because of it. But I think that's all the more reason to make sure he is returning punts right now instead of Pettis. Because you have to see it with a third-round pick what you got. And I don't think he's going to keep just – unless he's, like, completely mind-fucked and his brain's just broken, I don't see him – continuing to do that so why not just let him keep going when it's a season that everybody knows it's not ending in the playoffs that's how i feel
0: i got you uh let's go to alex what up Eddie? what up Eddie? Up, how you doing good how are you
2: good um so can we just like uh i know the bears lost but uh <clears throat> fields had a 120 passer rating and he also rushed for uh 60 yards in a touchdown. Can we expand on how good fields may be? Dude,
0: yeah, I, to be to be quite honest with you, and thank you, Alex. I'm going to remove you right now. Uh, but to be quite honest with you, I am slowly gaining a lot of confidence in him as just a quarterback for the Chicago Bears. It's I, it's in a weird way, too. It's not like I'm like ready, like, oh, this is it. Like, we're going to win this. But it's just uh, like on every drive, it's like I like you flash back to, say, the Texans game where you like you kind of shit when he throws the ball down the field. I don't really feel that way anymore, even when even on the plays where like they did call back that interception. And then there was another one where uh, it was almost picked. I, I don't really feel that way anymore. I don't do. You, do you uh, agree with me on that, Chief? Does that make sense? What I just said?
1: Yeah, I think you're talking about the one with Diggs, like kind of down the sideline.
0: Yeah, and uh, it got called back, and then there was another one that was down the sideline. That, yeah. uh He overthrew it, and uh, Pettis was kind of – maybe it was the same one. I don't know. Yeah. But he he had another one that he overthrew. But I'm just saying I don't really um, – he just looks like he has more gamesmanship in a way too. And they called it out in the way – he called it out in the, in, in the real time too. Amin did, I believe, when he, he made the play – and he faked it, uh, he faked the pass, and he just ran for the first down. Like, just, like, yeah, little man. shit like that, where it's like he just is kind of starting to feel the game better, and he's just kind of starting to, like, feel like the guy, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it doesn't look like he's just trying to survive out there like it did in the beginning of the year. Like, he he's he's looking to make plays, um, and he's doing it. So, I, I do think it's a it's a combination of, you know, they're able to run the ball well, and that is going to make his life easier, and I think he's done a pretty good job of of putting him and, and everyone else in a position to succeed. Like Dallas, the that's the other thing we haven't said. Dallas has a, a pretty nasty fucking defense, so it's not like putting up thirty against the Patriots, who are a mess. Doing it on the road against Dallas is is pretty impressive, especially when you know Dallas is going up and down the field the other way. So you know w- with With that being said, I think, you know, with the limited options, young guys everywhere, um, and he's still making plays in these circumstances. I think it's very, very encouraging. So I'm still like, I I can't wait to see what he does uh, next year. And I I really think that, you know, if the Bears nail the offseason, they're going to be the team everyone's talking about as a dark horse because Fields has done enough to, like, inspire some hope. And then hopefully you find in this rebuilding year a few guys that can be uh, important pieces of the puzzle next year. And then you hit the draft and get the free agents and away you go. But yeah, like he's, he's definitely not like deer in the headlights, like all fuck anymore. Like he was earlier in the year.
0: No. And that's what we keep saying. Like everything's week to week, like two weeks ago after that commanders game. And after that Tennessee uh, Bama game, I was like, Oh shit, Bryce Young looks pretty good. I don't know. Maybe I'd give him a look and then, after the Patriots game, and then after today, I'm like, hey, you know what, I'm, like, taking a break on that. Everything's week to week, and then it's going to be all about how everything averages out after 17 games, and that's just the truth.
1: So I had the thought into my head when they got the ball back, I think it was with, like, three minutes to go, and it was, you know, 20-point game. I was like, put in Simeon. Just, like, let's just keep keep fields healthy, and they kind of, you know, had the, the play calls look that way, but I was just like, things are going well. Keep them upright, keep them healthy, and let's keep this development train going.
0: Yeah, no, no, you're right. So, and you said the defense. The Cowboys are six and two. They lost the opener against the Bucks. If they play the Bucks now, they blow the Bucs' doors off. way yeah. the Bucks have looked, and they've lost to the Eagles, and the Eagles are the best team in the football probably. So, yep. it's it's like the Dallas Cowboys are a top echelon team. So, it is what it is. Um, the Bears just are not built to compete with them right now. So, let's take a couple more. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Zach. Zach, you're, uh, you're, you're connecting. Once you're, once you're good to go, you could unmute yourself. You'll be good to go. You're good, Zach. Zach, you're good. All right, Zach. Gotta remove you. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Frank. Frank, you're good to go. You're live. What's up, Frank? What's going on, boys? I think How I'm doing
2: you? good. I think I'm at the same point all you guys are. It's not all doom and gloom. You know, we saw a Bears team score thirty punts, thirty points against a good defense. That's pretty fucking bananas. It's just, you know, let's get some real NFL players around fields and start really evaluating some stuff next year and get some O-linemen in this free agency and hopefully
0: get a receiver. Free agency is a good one. Let's get some O-linemen in there that can play. Thanks, Frank. That's – I guess that's a point too, Chief, and, you know, I forget which speaker asked that, but you talk about – Draft picks or cap space, there are a lot of holes, man. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, the way they're going to address that is, you know, are you going to go with, do you want your, do you want the veterans to be through signings or do you want the, the you know, the skill players, do you want them to be the young guys to the draft? It's, that's what I'm extremely interested to see how, what polls does.
1: Well, that's why it would be nice if by the end of the year, we have a handful of these guys that still have question marks on them where we're like, all right, he's a starter. So whether that's, if, if it's Tevin Jenkins, that would be, that would be great. I'm starting to feel pretty good about him. Um, You know, brisker Gordon, you need maybe either Harry or uh, St. Brown to be like, that's a guy who can be our third or our four, you know, like they need, so they're not doing like the total renovation again next year. I'm hoping that they they get enough development out of these guys where it's like, hey, instead of needing an entire front seven, we only need, like, three guys to make it a competent top seven, if that makes yeah.
0: sense. Yeah. No, it does. Let's go to Don.
1: That was a Miller Lite cracking just for the people to let
0: them. There we go. We love Miller Lite. What's up, Don?
2: Hey, Eddie, how you doing, man?
0: Good, how are you? Doing good.
2: So, uh, you guys spoke earlier about, uh Montgomery and Herbert and kind of how they fit in the backfield right now but you know the rest of the conversation we're having is about what the team's going to look like next year and the years to come. You know Montgomery is a free agent after this year, Khalil Herbert has two more years on his rookie deal. What kind of action do you want Ryan Poles to take with Montgomery considering his cap is probably going to go from it's a million this year I think it's probably going to go up to two or three or four probably. Uh if another team signs him it's probably what he's worth. So like Is Montgomery a long-term piece here? I'm I'm an Iowa State alum, so I'm a little biased, but I love Montgomery. I love the two backfield. But I want to hear your thoughts on that.
0: Thanks, Don. Um, Unfortunately, in in today's NFL, I just don't believe in the value in the running back as much. And they're listen, their running backs are certain running backs are game changers. There's no denying that. But um, as you can see, what they've been able to plug in with Herbert. I don't foresee them making Montgomery a long-term guy. However, with the flexibility and how much spending they have, I maybe wouldn't be surprised if they're able to find something that's workable for both sides, but I would be surprised if it did happen in the end. How about you, Chief?
1: Yeah, I, I think they're almost in a perfect spot to let him walk because you have Herbert, who knows the offense. You've seen him be productive. So he almost just ascends into that Monty as the starter role, and then you find the next Khalil Herbert uh, in the draft. Which you know, you look at a guy like that Kenneth Walker, who was a stud at Michigan State. I don't know exactly where he went, but he wasn't a first-round pick. You you can find serviceable running backs. Even look at Herbert. Like I don't even I barely remember him at Virginia Tech, if at all. And it's like, well, that guy's just really fucking good. So I think they'll be able to find the next Herbert, and then when Herbert's deal is up, hopefully the guy that they have in coming in this year will ascend to that role, and then it's just like a conveyor belt of new running backs every two years. So I think that's that's a good business model for that position.
0: Yeah, Kenneth Walker was a second-rounder. I wouldn't quite want to go to the 2nd round. Yeah, maybe back, not. But yeah. your point remains, though. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. And uh, Herbert's on the books next year for – $900,000. And then the year after that for a million dollars. So it's fairly, fairly favorable, very favorable, if you will say. Um, all right, let's do one more. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Pat. What's up, Pat? You're live.
2: Hey, what's going on, boys? Going hey, um, on? quick question. What do you think about Getsy's play calling in the last couple of weeks? It feels like he's been, Opening up the playbook here a little bit more than what we've seen in the past. I mean, the first three games it looked like he just didn't give you know, any trust to Fields, but nowadays it seems like he's you know given a little bit more reins to Fields nowadays. So, I mean, I mean, what do you guys think about that going forward? You know, with you know believing in Fields and you know increasing that offense in every aspect.
0: Thanks, Pat. Uh, I like it a lot, and he seems to be getting everybody more involved. And like like I said earlier, so. Uh, carry split between Herbert and Montgomery was 16, Herbert 15, Montgomery, uh, fields ran the ball eight times. Uh, Mooney had five grabs, uh, Harry had two. uh, how about Cole Comet chief? His first touchdown since December of 2020, my jaw almost hit the fucking floor when I heard that.
1: I thought that was a fake stat. At first. I was <laughs> like, There's no way that that's true, but apparently it is, but yeah, it was, it was nice crazy. to see him get on the board.
0: Good for Cole. It was crazy dude but no i, I I'm with you I'm with you I think he's done a great job uh getting this offense kind of clicking and it's uh it really does kind of feel night and day uh whereas it just seemed like we were is babying the right word earlier in the season you know just trying to not make I him say do that the they wrong.
1: were growing together they were growing together
0: yeah they were growing maybe maybe that that, that maybe that's a better way to put it but um, no, I've been I've been pretty impressed with Getzy. I'm interested in Dave's thoughts on that because he, he had some uh, some words in the play calling earlier. Uh,
2: I mean, I think Getzy, the last two weeks, I was talking to people at wherever I was last night about it, and I, I cannot remember one time, as long as I've been watching Bears football, where you're like, holy shit, the offensive play calling and game preparation and – like, all of the above has been head and shoulders above the other team that they're playing against, like it was last week, and then this week it was awesome again, too. Aside from, I hated that little shovel pass they did on the goal line or in the red zone, and they did I, – I want them taking shots with fields and trying to hit these guys to see if he has it in him to do so. You know, like, I, I thought there was just two conservative play calls aside from that, Getze has been – like I, the whole coaching staff, I I, I struggle w- with uh, finding appropriate like adjectives to place on it. But the structure of the organization from the what you have on the field with the coaching staff, it, it looks like it's going to be really good once you fill out the roster. And like everybody knows, we've said it 20 times on this space. We say it 20 times every week. The roster just is bad right now. But that's by design so and they're uh, doing
0: less with they're doing they're doing more with less exactly that, that and that's
2: that tells me the coaching staff is is do is performing like above not well I don't want to call it above expectations because I'm sure they hold them themselves to a really high standard but they're they're they look great I think they might have really hit on on this coaching staff so and I mean, it's. I think it's the least we'll miserable we've all been watching the Bears in a long time. And it, for and
1: sure, it's, for sure. I was, and and maybe maybe a, there is a factor of expectations for the fan base were so low this year. But I was, you know, we we didn't even want to do this show because it's like man, <laughs> it'd be like two and fifteen,
0: like yeah, who When the fuck's gonna listen to that, right? right. But now yeah. it's like, all right, like let's, you know, let's. Yeah, like we we lost by twenty, and I'm like, all right, like. I, yeah. I see the, I see, I have the vision, you know, there's I see. Green, yeah. Yeah, and like, listen, it's not going to be like that. Like there's still nine games left and there's going to be at, at least one more ugly game, probably multiple, right? Like, yeah, definitely. No doubt about it. We still play the Eagles and the Bills. Like, so there's, yeah. there's still an opportunity for some ugly games. So, um, but yeah, overall, I, I, I would say like, it is what it is. I, I thought Fields played another good game. Um, and we're coming off the heels of fucking the best Bears game in two to three years on Monday night. So, yep. so, um, yeah, that, that's that's kind of all we got for you today, right, Chiefs? So I think we're uh, I think we'll wrap it there. Yeah, they're um, they're they're
1: competitive every week, even when they give up. You know, they lose by twenty and give up forty nine. It's like, well, if Monty doesn't fumble that and they go into score, then they're probably within the number and covering the spread again. So it, on the road against a very good team. So I, I'm I'm encouraged. It's it's we've been saying it all episode. Everybody's I think everybody's on the same uh,
0: page. Yeah, for sure. Well all right then. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. If we didn't get to you, we'll get to you next time. We'll be doing these after every game. Uh, thank you again to Miller Light for uh, being a sponsor of this show. That's it. Red Line Radio post game show, Bears Cowboys. We will see you guys on Thursday.